This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. We're talking about foundations. One of the uh, uh, one of the seven prophetic words that God gave for us, uh, seven parts of a prophetic word that God gave for us. The very first one was. Uh, this will be a foundational year of laying faith foundations, and I believe better faith uh, foundation. Let me say this. Faith is the foundation uh, for your life. Everything in the kingdom of God uh, is built upon faith. Your faith. The faith that we have is, is the faith of the Son of God, not just faith in Him, but the faith of the Son of God. What does that mean in practical terms? We believe like he believes. We believe what he believes. Amen. Amen. All right? It's not, I, I thank God this. It's like we know God this. Amen. So, uh, and of the foundations, we've been uh, a four-part series of and laying the cornerstones. And there are four cornerstones. This will be the last of this four-part series. And so that we can establish a better faith foundations for the future. Because God's going to build upon um, and we're going to live in what we built. Amen. Together with Him. How many of you know that we labor together with God? God doesn't do it all. Now, now you need to understand, listen, I'm the calm after the storm. Amen. You get all stirred up and plowed, but I'm going to plant some things today. Amen. 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 All right? And, and, it, and both are necessary. All right? Oh. But we, I believe the heart of God and my heart in this is to have a practical wisdom uh, for, doing, uh, for the doing part, for doing our part. You know, God has a part, but we have a part. We're certainly not going to be capable of, and it would be foolish to try uh, to do God's part. But it would be unwise, uh, on the flip side of that, for us not to understand that we have a part, and it would be very unwise not to be engaged in that part. Now, I understand this in church. The church is full of critics, you know. You might have, you might have signed up for that. You might even blog about it. Maybe you text people. Over it, maybe you just sit silently and you're you're a silent critic, you know. But the here's the thing: the spectators are always going to criticize the participators. Wow! Because wow. the spectators can wow. always do it better than wow. the participators. But sugar, at least we're doing something. Wow! The blessings in the doing, at least do something. I, I'm more for the doing side. Amen. If I watch anything, I want to go try that for myself. I, I'm a doer in life. I, I, you know, I just don't, uh, if I watch too much YouTube, you know what I'm saying? And, and, you know, three minutes is too long because I want to do something. I don't want to watch something. Let me do something. Amen. I tell Pastor Sandy on Saturday morning, she gets up. Now, Pastor Sandy can cook. I mean, that girl can cook. I'm telling you the truth, that girl can cook. 
But she gets, in a very practical way, she loves the cooking channel. It, you know, we keep cable for no other reason, so Pastor Sandy can watch. <laughs> On Saturday morning, you know, uh, that's our morning where we do, I don't get up to pray. We take that day off, and I just practice the presence of God personally in just very, you know, uh, uh, anyway, different ways. But one of those things is that that morning we don't set the alarm to you know, sleep in. I'll go in there and... Uh, uh, you know, and make sure the little TV's on. I'll say, she had Fox News on this side. I said, turn that, turn that over the cooking channel. Now, what am I doing? I'm getting ready for her to cook me a farm boy breakfast. You understand? She got to get in the mood. You got to understand. Are you listening? I'm, I'm hungry. I don't want to watch Fox News. I want to, uh, I, I want to, amen, all that fighting and fussing, amen. I mean, make me some biscuits and you know what I'm saying, get her butter. Everything up. Glory to God. <laughs> See, when, see, when we do these things, our part, we'll experience the blessing. We'll be empowered to prosper. Now, I want to, I've, I've thought about this because, you know, God knows what he's, what he's doing. You know, different people take these same scriptures and have a whole different perspective on it. But let me, give you my position in this for years my excuse that became a barrier I need you to hear me because excuses are barriers long as you got an excuse that is set up as a barrier you're not going to be a doer you're just going to sit back and spectate and criticize you're never going to get beyond that barrier as long as you have an excuse the devil has successfully built a barrier in your life And for years, my excuse for not committing to God or not going to church was because it was not a doable thing. I was critical uh, of uh, people that I saw go to church. Now listen, because I, I, I remember telling the Lord, I said, you know, you, uh, I didn't tell the Lord that. I would tell people that would invite me, say, you, you can't live this. Christianity is not practical. It doesn't work in the workaday world that I live in. And I would cite Christians that were churched, but they were not changed. I'm going to say that again. My, uh, they became my excuse, are you listening, and created a barrier for me because their witness was they were churched, but they were not changed. Now, why do I need to add one more activity to my life Are you hearing? You know, because even in the world, I was into change. I wanted better. Uh And and if it depended on me, I was going to work hard at making life better. At going after what I thought would, would, uh, I wanted, I was into happy. I wanted to be happier. I didn't want less, I wanted more. Hallelujah. I'm a little, you know, it's kind of like going around a mud puddle. You know what I'm saying? I don't miss all that. These folks that just satisfied and these folks that just don't want any more than, you know. I mean, how are you doing today? Same old, same old. Oh, boy, I'll tell you what. Now, that thing's like be four feet deep. You get over into that rascal, you put one front tire in that, they're going to suck you on down in, and pretty soon what's on them and in them is going to get out of them and inside of you, on you and inside of you. Are you listening? <laughs> you remember David 
Uh, when he started asking, uh, when it, uh, he went out to fight Goliath, he started asking his brothers, what's going on uh, here? And, uh, uh, and they started uh, giving him a hard time. It says he didn't quit asking. He just went and asked somebody else. You tell me then. All they want to do is, amen. Don't be around the naysayers and the dream killers and all that. Are you learning? You got to learn how to avoid the ruts in the road. Keep out of the ditches. Amen. I mean, you just got to have something on the inside of you that wants a little bit more, a little bit better, that's not satisfied, self-satisfied. The Bible says the self-satisfaction is a foolish thing. It said the fool is self-satisfied. Amen. There's just something, always been something on the inside of me, even when it was in the negative, everything was negative, I wasn't satisfied. <clears throat> Religion will satisfy you just the same way as a pacifier will satisfy a baby. It's not even milk. It ain't the real thing. It's just something you can suck on and be fooled into thinking, are you listening, that everything's all right. But it ain't going to make you grow. It's just a sucker for a sucker. You, amen. Let's move forward. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. So I cited Christians that were church but not changed. Their religion worked on Sunday but not on Monday. Now, that I have committed to Jesus, and I'll tell you, God stuck somebody in my life that, that he was the... He, he tore down day by day, brick by brick, that barrier because he lived it. Every day. Every day. For a whole year. And I saw it is possible to have God on the inside. And have power to stay with it. That it's a real thing in your everyday world. Amen. Now, now that I... Uh, and, and, you know, I can call witnesses uh, that were effectual. They made a great effect in my life. Amen. Uh, and so as a consequence of that person's uh, witness, in that, that was my last, that was the last barrier. And uh, there was no reason why not to commit to Jesus. I believe God could change me and would, and I want to change. And now that I have committed to Jesus and that I am saved, I, to this very day, it is, it is just foundational. It is important to me. It's a cornerstone uh, of building a life on that it has to be practical. There has to be a practicality. I don't want to just hear about it. I want to do it. If it'll work. And I found out God's ways work. And it's important that it does work. And it's something that I can practice in my work-a-day life. It's just a base, foundational, uh, uh, to this entire series, that the practicals, the, the part that we do, uh, and if we practice them, they'll work. And they'll bring us good success. Everyone say good success. Now listen, if you're like me and you're looking for the doing part, I want to read the scripture over here in Hebrews, uh, the 12th chapter. Beautiful verse of, verses of scripture. 
um, I like the uh, I like the Message Bible because of its practicality and everyday language breaks it down where I can uh, hear it and understand it. Well, I think I'm in. The, I think I wrote Hebrews, and I believe it's in Romans. Hold on. Sorry about that, Blake. I'm trying to make their life easier and mine too let me see if I can find this here right here yeah Romans 12 I'm sorry about that verse number 1 and 2 just listen it says so here's what I want you to do now I'm interested in to me these are the words of Jesus it's just the same as if Jesus were saying, here's what I want you to do. This is something you can do, Bruce. God helping you. God knows I need his help. I started out needing his help. I still need his help. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. I don't want, I don't, I, I'm not dreaming of, uh, you know, I have a vision for a better life, but I'm not daydreaming away the life that I have now. I'm going to make the most, I'm here present now. This is the life God gave me. This is what I have to work with. This is what I have to deal with now. And I'm going to live it face on, alive, alive. Are you listening? I'm not going to, someday I'm going to do this, or someday I'm going to read my Bible, someday I'm going to pray, someday I'm going to obey God. No, ah, uh, honey, today I'm a doer of what I have heard him say. There's some things he don't have to tell me again. Are you listening? Sometimes God will tell you and tell you and tell you, and then he don't say anything. Some of you having trouble hearing from God. Go back to what the last time you heard him, are you doing that? Because he's going to stand right there and expect to be heard, to be heeded, and to be obeyed. If the voice of God stops, go back and find out why he stopped talking. Because he will stop talking. If you don't do anything with what he told you to do. Do you need to hear God in a practical way in your everyday life? In the word wisdom, we, we, we put it way out here somewhere. You know? And really, it's actually, it's the doing part. It's how you do this. In your everyday practical sense. How it's practiced in Practical realities in your everyday life. Amen. It says, embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Don't show, up to, uh, don't show up to work. They didn't read their Bible. They hadn't prayed. They're probably not churched. Oh, no, not me. I'm with Christian people all day long. Shame on you then. You need to get out there and get... Get with some folks that really need Jesus. You don't need to have a little bless me club. You need to pray God for a promotion. And don't, don't even put on the application, I need to be in a Christian environment. No, you don't, honey. You get there and you make the environment. You are the environment. You are the creator. 
in the midst of the chaos. You get in there and say, God said, blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. I love this little song we sing about how sweet Jesus is. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not being, you know, but I don't like, you know, I don't like sweet and sour pork. I don't like sweet, savory stuff. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I like a man, I'd change the words to that song. I, I don't know if they'd arrest us or whatever, but still, you know, there's no greater name. There's no stronger name. You know, when we come in the name of the Lord, we're coming in the authority and in the ability and realize the blessing is on you. You are authorized. You have been empowered and enabled. I come in the name of the Lord and I claim in this territory. I'm claiming these lives. I'm going to shine. The, I'm going to light a candle and then I'm going to hunt around here for anything that will burn, sugar. I'll burn the paperwork. I'll burn the desk. I'll burn the carpet. I'll burn anything because I came to here to set this world on fire with the fire that's on the inside of me. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory be. Realize why we're here. Amen. Embrace what God has done for you. He has made you who you are for His own purpose. Amen. It said instead, don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Somebody has to ask you, are you a Christian? Now let me tell you, let me tell you I don't have to tell people I'm a Christian. All right? All of a sudden, they're going to, you know, uh, they're going to read something different about you. Yeah, yeah, I don't say Jesus Christ as a curse word. He's the lover of my soul. He's my master. To me, it's a blessed name. Amen. Glory be to God. <laughs> I don't have to hide who I am. It just come out. Huh? I've been on jobs before, you know, and they cursing and carrying on all that kind of stuff, and I didn't have to say anything. I just said, you dumb, foul, cursing spirit, not around me. Oh, excuse me, preacher. You're excused. Amen. You want to curse your stuff, go ahead. Your God will damn everything you do today. But now don't start damning me. Now we're going to have problems because I'm warning you right now for every damn you give, I'm going to bless you. And this blessing's better than the condemnation. This blessing's greater. I remember you listening. You know, and I'll tell the devil under my breath, you don't want me messing with them, you better shut them up. You better keep that stuff away from me, see, because I'm an authority around here, and I'll tell you right now, are you hearing? Zip, zip, nope. I didn't come to listen to what they got to say. They came to hear what I got to say. And we're going to have that opportunity, amen, but because we love them. You got to, you, 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 you and I have to take authority over the territory. We've been given authority over all things human. Amen. The devil's messing with folks. Whose job is it? You know, well, I'm going to pray them right out of here. You're going to pray them out of hell and into heaven's what you're going to do. And you're going to probably put up with them until you get them that way. Amen. Are you listening? Will they get to where they will or they won't? And it's still next. I'm on my assignment. They're not running me off. I'm here for God. I'm here for the kingdom. Oh, come on now. 
Don't look at me like you looking at a dog looking at a new dish. All right. You, it says, instead fix your attention on God, you'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what He wants from you. Oh, does God want something from us? Is it possible that God wants something from us? More than just our attendance on a Sunday morning and our offering. What does God, it says, readily recognize what He wants from you. And quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you and develops well-formed maturity in you. Now listen, we're, we're called to grow up. Everybody say up. See, we, we got to grow up. Amen. So we can go up. Amen. Well... This uh, first cornerstone was the uh, Word of God, daily Bible reading. And it, it's still, we're going to go over this real quick. It'll follow a plan. Get a doable, practical, and put this plan into practice. Uh, develop a working knowledge, a personal working knowledge of the Word of the living God. There's nothing that will benefit you more. No, no better thing you can do than read your Bible in a daily discipline. Cornerstone number two. It doesn't matter whether you believe it or not. I'm telling you the truth. Amen. Try it. Don't criticize it. Don't excuse it. Just try it. Set a goal. Next 30 days, I'm going to read my Bible every day. Just challenge yourself. Amen. Some people say, well, just a week. God, God, you, aren't you got more than a week in you? That's weak to just do it for a week. Let's do, do 30 days. Give it 30 days. One right after the other. Don't skip any. Read it every day. Amen. See what it does for your life. Cornerstone number two, prayer. Must make the power connection uh, between the power of God and prayer. And, and develop a personal practice of daily uh, practicing prayer. You know, prayer prepares. It prepares. And see, I'll tell you this about preparation. Now, you're going to have to... Listen, prayer is the, is the biggest on-the-job training. It, you either just have an excuse and you don't pray. Listen, we don't pray. And that's most of Christianity. Or we, or we just jump in. Because you'll learn more about prayer by practicing it then by sitting in a class and everybody telling you how to pray, honey, go pray with Jesus. He'll teach you how to pray. That's what his disciples said. He said, teach us how to pray. He gave them a basic outline. Then he said, come on. Amen. You notice that pretty much was Jesus teaching on prayer. Three, four verses. That was it. And then he expected them to do it. Because that's what he did. You kind of like, I don't really have a lot of time to teach you about it because I'm doing it. If you really want to learn it, come pray with me. Didn't we see that in the, in the Garden of Gethsemane? Well, you know, pray. Pray. Just watch with me for an hour. Pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, I mean, we've relegated this down where preachers are begging people to take, pray 10 minutes a day. For God's sake. Jesus at least said one hour. I mean, he was incredulous that they could not walk, pray with him an hour. One hour. You got 24 out of them. One. Moving right along. 
Now listen now, here's the thing. Well, preacher, why are you doing all this? Because I want you to grow up and be strong and be some help. Amen. Have a powerful, successful life. And I just believe this because God lives on the inside of you that you can up your game if you'll follow Him. He's a good coach. Amen. I've prayed for y'all. You, you ain't junk. You're not leftovers. You're not people that can't do it because I'm not going to waste my time with folks that won't do it. You can do it if you will. You can do it if you will. Say, up your game. Look at your neighbor. Say, up your game. You got better in you. He's in you. I'm thinking better and believing better of you. Now don't get mad. Because pastor's challenging us. Shouldn't I challenge you? Does God want anything else? What if we say God wants more from you? Readily recognize. Man, the opportunity of it. The potential and possibility of it. Glory be to God. All right, cornerstone number three. Uh, let me say this about pre preparation. To be prepared gives you the edge, the advantage. And when we have the edge, uh, the advantage, we will be successful. We will advance. That's worth writing down. Cornerstone number three, church. Church is central to, uh, uh, to Jesus. It's the major part of Jesus. Jesus gave himself and continues to give himself for the church who he loves. See, so who I am in Jesus and what I do with Jesus and what I have in Jesus, see, I'm a part, I have a part, and I do my part in helping Jesus build his church. Now, cornerstone number uh, four, service. Everyone say service. Matthew 20 and 26. I'm going to read this out of the Message Bible. It, and through 28 in the Message Bible, Matthew 20, 26 through 28, it says, Whoever wants to be great must become a servant. Whoever wants to be first among you must be your slave. That is what the Son of Man has done. He came to serve, not to be served, and then to give away his life in exchange for the many who are held hostage. Now, two things he said here. Jesus said, I came to serve and to give, to be some help, to help God and to help people. Now, help means this. It means to make things easier or better for a person. To give one in need or trouble something necessary. To do part of the work of, or to do part of the work of, to ease or share the labor of. To aid in getting up or down or in or around. To make it easier for something to happen, to exist or develop or to improve. To make more effective, larger, or more intense. To aid the growth of, to promote, to cause improvement in, remedy, alleviate, or relieve. Help means to give assistance, to be cooperative, useful, or beneficial. To serve or to wait on, to supply another with whatever is necessary to accomplish his ends or receive his wants. We're to help God. God always hangs out the help wanted sign. Every church, there's a help wanted sign on it. And there's a, that is an open invitation. 
and a great opportunity to join God in His work. God is on the constant lookout for willing and obedient folks that will answer uh, this question, will you help? See, it is a decision or a choice. Jesus tells us and Jesus shows us in Acts 20 and verse 35. I'm going to read that out of the um, Message Bible. Acts 20, verse number 35. Actually, I'll start in 33. Uh, it says, I never, as this is Paul, Paul echoes the words of Jesus. Says, I, as... Uh, I've never, as you so well, had any taste for wealth or fashion. With these bare hands, I took care of my own basic needs and those who worked with me. And everything I've done, I've demonstrated to you how necessary it is to work on behalf of the weak and not exploit them. You'll not likely go wrong here if you keep remembering that our master said, you're far happier giving than getting. Now, he's quoting Jesus there. Now, in the Amplified uh, Version on just take a moment and read that as well. It says this, 33, I coveted no man's silver or gold or costly garments. What he's saying goes, I, I didn't do this for what I could get out of it. He said, you yourselves know personally that these hands ministered to my own needs and those of the persons who were with me. And everything I pointed out to you by example, that by working diligently in this manner, we ought to assist the weak being mindful of the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said it is more blessed, makes one happier and more to be envied or prospered to give than to receive. So this is Jesus not just telling us, but showing us Paul echoing both in words and in works that very same message. Now in Luke, the ninth uh, chapter, the Lord encourages us also uh, again and I want to read that out of the uh, message Bible. It says, Then he told them what they could expect for themselves. Anyone who intends to come with me has to let me lead. You're not in the driver's seat. I am. Don't run from the suffering. And I put above that the serving. Because a, a lot of service is that, uh, it, you know, uh, is that when you're being served, it's pleasurable. When you're serving... Sometimes it's hard work. It's unthankful work. It's unappreciated work sometimes by people. Are you listening? He said, but don't run from serving. Embrace it. Follow me and I'll show you how self-help is no help at all. Self-sacrifice is the way, my way to finding yourself, your true self. What good would it do to get everything you want and lose the real you? Now... Let me, uh, it's important to establish our why. Why are we here? Why uh, we're here, why you are here, why I'm here in this world, but more importantly, in the kingdom of God in this world. You know, there are many measures in life. And Jesus said there's a more measure. It's more blessed. It's a happier life. And it can be illustrated very practically. Now, I had Everett bring up uh, some things here. And... This is stuff we deal with on an everyday basis. Isn't that true? It's a cup and a plate and a napkin, a pitcher and a, a platter and an apron. There are plate portions, platter portions, and cups and pitchers, napkins and aprons. There is the, the eternal issue, what we will give our life for, why we're here, why we came. Jesus said, I came. 
All right? So even when you come to church, why did you come into this world? Why have you come into the kingdom? All right? Why have you come into that position that you have in your family? Come into that place of uh, that platform in your vocation. Why did you come into that? Well, Jesus said, the question is to be served or to serve. If Jesus, now listen, if Jesus personally present, were personally present today, what would he do? Which would he choose? And here's a, it's a very simple illustration uh, in this. Um, you know, we le- how many of you ever been to the, the buffet? They're self-served. I mean, all you got to do is you just look it for your plate, honey. Amen. You just look it for your, get your plate, get your napkin, and your stuff, got your cup, and they send you on your way. But then here comes the other folks, you know, and you immediately recognize them if they have this on. And they're carrying this out to the buffet. And when all you got to do is lift your finger, yes, what you need, what you want. Amen? Are you listening? Hallelujah. Now, now it's the same way in church. It's exactly the same way in church. Hmm? Now, the reason why most people are choosing to play, don't realize, see, when you enter the help wanted sign, your meals are included. You have personal interaction with the owner and with the chef. I mean, he'll cook, he'll cook and serve him and serve you his self because that's who his self is. But you know, why do I want to be in a herd of hogs that all they want to do? I'll say that again. You can put it on the podcast. Why would I want to be in with the rest of the herd of hogs? Are you listening? And all they're interested in is this. Give me, give me, give me, serve me, serve me, serve me, serve me. Help me. Have you ever been to a buffet and watched some folks? I mean, I've been to a buffet and watched some folks, you know, where they serve their self, you know, all that kind of stuff. Lick the spoon, put it back in, say, I don't think I want any of that. No, 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 no. Better find somebody that can help us with that. (laughs) You better pay attention. (laughs) Amen. Are you listening? And, you know, I mean, this kind of stuff like this, a little like that, you know, uh, you know, this isn't for you. You get, you know, oh, I can, I'm going to get mine. You're going to get yours. Here, give me yours. And then you sit down like, don't, 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 don't. Amen. All the good stuff's for you. All the more is for you. No, no. This, this goes, this all goes together right here. Okay? And so does that. Now listen, which is more blessed? You get this with that, but you won't get are you listening? But you can't have this with that. You've got to choose. You're not just going to get fed. You're going to get a paycheck for serving. There's a greater reward. A check and meals included. Amen. Now who does... Now, now listen... You know, don't misunderstand me. We can't be in business without customers. You've got to invite people. Isn't that right? You've got to invite people. Amen. Do you know one of the best ways to invite people is to say, look, oh, I wish I had one. They probably got one around here. Just bring them a little to-go plate. Just bring them something. Look, I just want you to have some of this. I was served this Sunday. 
pastor prayed, pastor walked the floor, pastor sought God and served me up a good meal. Now, how can I help you? Let me wait on you. Because I'm, I, I want you to know I've prayed for you. I've sought God for a word for you. And how I'm going to open up, how the door is going to open is a very practical way of service. You know, we were, we were, I thank God for the worship team and for what you do. I stand in there. And all of a sudden, uh, I was back on, I was back where I, where I started from. You'd see it just as plain as day. All of a sudden, there I was. And I had a God encounter there. I was, down in a, uh, I was down in a ravine, and it was pitch black. I didn't have a flashlight. My water was broken. And I'm down there in the dark with a bicycle pump, feeling my way around, trying to get the pressure back up on that tank so the thing will uh, start pumping again. And, and uh, I was in a deep, dark hole in the natural, but that's exactly where I was in the spirit, in my heart and in my life. Now, all of a sudden, way up on the bank, way up there, about 150 yards up, there's a light. I see it walking along the edge of the woods. And then it's shining down on there. And a voice said, need some help. I said, sure. Well, the fellow carrying that light was a new believer. Hadn't been saved more than a month or two. And here he come with just what I needed on the outside and on the inside. He said, listen, I, uh, he goes, What's, what, what you doing? I said, well, I'm trying to get my water going here and everything. So he held the light. Made it a lot easier to have a little light. He said, but the reason why I came, he said, I stopped and knocked on the door. Your wife said you were down here. And he said, so, and I'll tell you, I was impressed that he'd walked down through the woods now and come looking for me where I was. He didn't just stop. He'd come looking all until he found me. And, uh, and he said, I want to just... And all he did was just share. What he was saying, listen, the Lord's changed my life. He told me about how the Lord had changed his life. And I'm going to tell you what now, if you've never been there in your life, I was looking, I was right and ready, God had worked on me and worked on me through the witness of this other guy. You know, everything was working. People were praying for me, and my heart was prepared. He said, I'd like to invite you to church. It changed my life. I got born again. And it changed everything. I used to be like this, and he described his life. Amen. Oh, he didn't know. Just a little act of serve. First of all, he said, I'm going to serve God. He could have just been sitting at home that night, but he decided that he would serve God. And he would go into the world and be a light. What, what he had, he, he would offer. And I needed that. And that's the reason why we do what we do today. Because people need Jesus. People need the little help 
that you can bring. He helped me in the natural thing, in the, and it was, it was, I couldn't get away from that. And it pulled me into a spiritual thing that I was ready to receive. Amen. You know, when you can, you just simply, it's a decision when you and I are getting ready to, to do what we do, our everyday, ordinary. See, for me, church is just everyday. It's ordinary. It's, it's who I am. I'm part of His church, so I must do my part. I can't not do my part if I don't do my part. Now, even now, in an even more amplified way, you know, I could sit over there at the house and as Sandy say, if anybody shows up, I'll come. But if they don't show up, if, well, you know, if only ten people show up, I ain't coming. That ain't enough. No, I expect uh, to be the same. To prepare, order. If, if nobody shows up, my, I'll tell you, my woman couldn't attest that. I preached to my family, sat them on the couch. Nobody came for six months. The first church I started. But Jesus came, and I came, and we prayed and prepared. Hallelujah! And eventually, people came. But I was doing what He told me to do. Amen. I came to serve. Hallelujah. I didn't, it didn't, want, whether there whether was glory in it for, you know, whether it had a great crowd or whatever, it came to serve God. And it came to provide an opportunity for people. Amen. Same thing for you and I. We're all called to serve. A life of service is what we grow up into. From the littlest time, even in the natural, if you could carry a bucket of milk, you were working. If you could hold a bottle to feed a calf, you were working. I mean, the earliest thing, I remember your parents would put a little thing in your hand, say, go take that to daddy. Go take that to mama. I mean, we learned to serve. We, we, we learned to work, and that was work, so service, and that gives meaning to our life. It's our why. And the church should be a culture of that. That, when, that the world, we want them to be our guests. We have prepared a place for them, a place of honor, a place where they can taste and see how good God is. We want them to have their portion as well. Amen. What would it be like? Well, come find out. If you're not doing anything, do something. Find a place to serve. Well, you know, yeah, but I want to preach. Well, you know, I'm sorry, that spot's taken for now. For now, but let us prepare you. Amen. Come get prepared. We'll train you. Amen. I have no problem with folks coming in, you know, answering the help one and say, I want to own a restaurant someday. Well, good. You're in the right place. We'll train you. I want to own your restaurant. Well, I'm not ready to retire yet, but as soon as I will, you'll be first on the list. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Because eventually, you know, I mean, even people like me, you know, just, you know, start hollering in the field somewhere. Praise God. Did you get anything out of this today? If Jesus were personally present, what would he do? What would he do? What, what would he do with the choices that are here in front of us? How about us today? How about you? How about me? Which will we choose? A life of service? Well, of course. Are you here for the plate or are you here for the platter? You just want supper? Or do you want a job? Because supper's included. 
Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.